Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkefu of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Nkefu is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-the-preaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Stages of disloyalty. Now, this is a very important topic we are looking at. Okay? The reason why this is important is because the stages of disloyalty stands for two purposes. Number one, it helps each and every one of us here to know when we are becoming disloyal. When you are becoming disloyal. And number two, it helps all of us to recognize disloyalty in some people. Hallelujah. How many of you understand what I'm saying? Stages of disloyalty. Now, nobody is born disloyal. Look at the writing. Say, I was not born a disloyal person. But I can become disloyal. Amen. When you take Satan, alright? When you take Satan. Now, Satan was called Lucifer. The star of the morning. Is that also? Satan was one of the three most powerful archangels that God created. Satan, Michael, and uh, Gabriel. Gabriel was the minister of information. He's the one that always brought information. Do you remember he came to speak to Daniel? He came to speak to uh, uh, Mary. Do you that? Michael was the archangel for defense. Defense. And protecting the glory of God. Satan was the archangel in charge of worship, praise, music. In Ezekiel 28, the Bible says that the very tablets of his wings were full of music. So he was, he was, and, and he commanded one third of all the angels in heaven. So he was powerful. He was a good creature. Creature of God. Until the Bible says that iniquity was found in him. He became jealous. He became proud. He wanted to become like God. And rebelled against God. So Satan was not created Satan. He was a good angel. But he became disloyal. So all disloyal people are good people. There is nobody here who has the intention that as for me, I want to be a disloyal branch pastor. I want to be a disloyal chorister. I want to be a, a disloyal uh, elder. There is nobody here. But if you don't watch your heart carefully, disloyalty will begin to come up. So disloyalty is something that people develop into. They develop into disloyalty. Hallelujah. That's what I'm saying. Disloyalty is something that people develop into. That is why sometimes it's so shocking. Like our pastor from Cameroon was saying, he says, my own people that I brought up in the Lord, they rebelled against me and then they scattered the church and they went to form their own churches. Hallelujah. So now, how do we know that somebody is becoming disloyal? How do you know that you are becoming disloyal? Alright, there are a couple of things that happen. 
you move from one stage to the other. Each and every one of those stages is a stage of disloyalty. And as you progress, the disloyalty becomes even bigger and deeper until you destroy your life. So that is why I'm talking about stages of disloyalty. How does a normal parister who is simply in the church and loves the bishop and loves the bishop's wife, how does the person change? How does the person change? What happens? What goes on? We need to understand it so that you yourself, if you are becoming so you check yourself and say, no, 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 this thing that I'm doing, I'm becoming an orangu, then you repent. Amen. Stage number one, the stage of the independent spirit. Write it down. The stage of the independent spirit. The stage of the independent spirit. Stage number one. The stage of the independent spirit. Now, when somebody is at the stage of the independent spirit, that person behaves differently from all the members of the group. The person is... Now, let me me explain myself. Independence is a good thing. Independence is a good thing. For example, Sierra Leone is independent from the UK. Our independence day is 27th of April. 27th of April 1963. We got our independence. Is that also? So, 61. So, we are an independent country. We have our own borders, our own government, our own currency from the UK. When the UK have bank holiday, it doesn't affect us. When we are celebrating the holidays, it doesn't affect them. They can't force us to say that because it's bank holiday. We must also have bank holiday because we are now independent. It's a good thing. But independence becomes an evil thing when you are part of a group with a common aim and a common vision. How many of you understand the difference? Do you understand the difference? When you are part of a group with a common vision and a common aim and you are behaving independently, it is a bad thing. And that is the first stage of disloyalty. So you find people in the church. Find people in the church. The pastor says, we are all coming to pray on Monday. They say, me, I don't like to pray on Monday. I like to pray on Thursdays. <laughs> me, me, it's Thursdays I like to pray. The pastor says, look, in the month of November, we are setting aside one week to fast for the church, for the Lord to bless us. The independent person will say, me, I fasted three weeks ago. I can't be part of it. Every time we are doing something together, you have your own mind. Do you understand it? So, such a person has the independence. In the choir, the choir leader will say, Liberation, Liberation Sunday, we all put on red top, red down, red shoe. That is the decision. He said, me, I don't like it. I don't like red. I'll put on. So everybody comes, and this person alone puts on green, green top, green down, green shoes. Every time. And watch them. Watch them. And it's not something that they do just once in a while. They are always doing something different. In the Bible, King David had a commander like that. He was called Joab. He was King David's main assistant. Every time King David took a decision, Joab did something different. King David had an enemy who was a powerful army commander. He was the army commander for King Saul. For King Saul. He was called Abner. Now, after the death of King Saul, David wanted to make peace with Abner. So he called him. You called him. 
He called you. Second Samuel chapter 3, from verse 20. I don't have time to go through all the scriptures. But I can go and read. So David called Abner and made peace with him. He said, look, we are all brothers. Let's forget about what has happened. Let's be one. Let's serve the nation of Israel together. So they had a peaceful agreement. And then David led them to go. Why? Joab, who was David's assistant came and heard that King David had made peace with the enemy. Do you know what he did? He chased Abner, went to call him and killed him. And killed him. So what was he saying? What he was saying is that King David, the decision that you took, I don't agree with you. I have my own mind. If you are in a church and the pastor is taking decisions, you cannot have your own mind. The only time that you can have your own mind is if the pastor is asking us to do something which is not biblical, to do something which is not scripture. If the pastor comes to say that from now, you have gotten a new revelation, all brothers in the church can have three wives because many of the sisters are not getting married. So every brother is allowed to marry three wives. When the pastor says that, then now we go to the pastor and say, Pastor, can you show it to us in the Bible? Because the Bible says we must all have one wives. Now you are telling us you have three wives, so can you please show it to us? That is the only time when the pastor is telling us to do something which is not biblical. And sometimes pastors do that. Yeah, there was a pastor in America. He was called Jim Jones. Alright? He led his church members from America into the jungle of Guyana. Into a forest. And kept them there. And he so indoctrinated them out of the word of God that at a point he told them that they all have to die and go to heaven. So he gave all of them cyanide, which was a poison. Yes, this is a true story. He gave all of them, children, women, men in the church, he gave all of them cyanide. Cyanide. He gave all of them cyanide. And when, when they all drank and died, then he also took it and died. He kept, can you imagine hundreds of people? That was a pastor. Now, why did it happen like that? Why is it that the members of the congregation didn't bring the Bible and say, Pastor, show us. Why is it written that we should kill ourselves to go to heaven? Do you understand it? So, as long as what our pastor is telling us is in the Bible, it's written, it's a scripture, we have to follow him. Because if we don't follow him, the church cannot have everybody bringing their own idea. Can you imagine? Bishop Lager wants us to build a church. They said, okay, everybody bring your idea. Can you imagine the confusion that will be in the church? Somebody said, oh, let us build, but let's build in five years. Somebody will say, let us build, but let us, let us break down this place. Let's build this one and then build it here. Everybody will have his own idea. That is why God gives us a leader. And we are supposed to follow the leader. But you find people of independent spirits, like Joah, who always have their own suggestions. When you have a branch pastor who is always having a different mind from you, you must watch that pastor carefully. That pastor is likely to be an orangu. Can I have an amen? Yeah. At another time, in Second Samuel chapter uh, 15, I believe, Absalom, the son of King David, rebelled against his father. He drove his father away from town, chased King David out of his throne. And David's army chased after Absalom. But before they went, before they went, King David called, he called Joab and all the other people and told them, don't kill the young man. Do not kill the young man. He's a bad boy, but he's my son. Don't kill him. Deal peaceably with the young man. When Joab found Absalom, do you know what he did? He killed him. Once again, he did exactly opposite to the instruction that his leader 
has given you. When you sit in the church and you are always doing something different from what you are being asked to do, you have an independent spirit and you are disloyal. How many of you can understand that? You are disloyal. Yeah. In First Kings chapter one, King David said, King David said, Solomon will be the next king after me. Then one of King David's children rose up. He rose up and said, No, I want to be the king. His father, who was an old man, King David was an old man. Alright, he told people, When I die, Solomon is going to be the next king. But Adonijah said, No, I want to be the king. And lo and behold, he spoke to Joab, and Joab went to support him. Joab went to support him, and Joab helped Adonijah to be declared the king. So you realize that even though he was by the side of King David, he had his own mind. How many of you understand that? Watch out for certain purposes. Watch out for your leaders in the church. When you tell them to do this, they do this. Watch out. You tell them to do this, they do this. You understand? When you say do this, they do something different. They have an independent spirit. And that is disloyalty. Can I have amen? That is the first stage of this loyalty. Hallelujah. You can write these scriptures down very quickly. Second Samuel chapter 3, 20 to 21. Second Samuel chapter 3, 20 to 21. Second Samuel chapter 3, 26 and 27. Second Samuel chapter 3, 26 and 27. Alright. Second Samuel chapter 18 and verse 5. Second Samuel chapter 18 and verse 5. Second Samuel chapter 18 and verse 12. Second Samuel chapter 18 verse 12. Second Samuel chapter 18 verse 14. First Kings chapter 1 verses 1 and 7. First Kings chapter 1 verses 5 and 7. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the second stage of this loyalty, offense. The stage of offense. The stage of offense. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 10. Matthew chapter 24 and verse 10. And then shall many be offended and shall betray one another and shall hate one another. The Bible said that when people become offended, what do they do? They betray. They betray one another. And they hate one another. The second stage of disloyalty is the stage of offense. Watch out for people who sit in the church and they get offended and never get healed. Something happened in the church and you got offended. Make sure that you get healed. If you don't get healed, you are on the way to destruction. Can I have an amen? amen. And you see, now let me tell you something. How many of you know that the church is a family? And like any family, there are quarrels. There will be misunderstandings. There will be somebody who step on your toes. And also, somebody who says something that you don't like. Somebody who do something that you don't like. Alright? So offenses and hurts can happen in the church. But make sure that you walk in Christian love, walk in forgiveness, and get healed. Because when you don't get healed, that offense will set you on the journey of betraying the people that you love. Yeah. Of betraying the people that you love. There is uh, a lady who writes um, um, like prophetic books. What is, what is her name? Dr. Hort. No, not the Buster. There's another one. She writes, you know, on this uh, um, prehistoric writings and all that. Okay, it's a lady. Now she, she has written a book and she has tried to bring understanding of why Satan 
rebelled against God. And she says that because Satan, Lucifer, Michael, and Gabriel were so close to God, when God announced that he was going to create man, do you understand it? Satan saw that God's affection and love for them was now going to shift to man. How many of you understand that? And therefore he became jealous and envious and he became offended. And that is where it started from. Of course, that is, that is her explanation. But it makes sense. It, because subsequently we realized that Satan went into the garden to go and deceive the man and cause the man to disobey God. So, that is what gave that back, according to her explanation, to Satan's rebellion. So, anytime you get offended in the church, please make sure that you get healed. In the Bible, King David had a son called Absalom. Now, Absalom had a sister called Tamar. T-A-M-A-R. And then, Absalom had a half-brother called Amnon. Amnon fell in love with his half-sister, Tamar. He fell so much in love that he couldn't control himself. So do you know what he did? He pretended that he was sick and slept in his house. And sent for Tamar, his sister, to come and cook for him. How many of you understand the story? You can find this story in Second Samuel chapter 12. Amen. I can't read all the scriptures. We can't finish. But when Tamar entered his room, then he forced her and raped her. And raped his half-sister. When Absalom heard about it, it really pained him. It really pained him. And one of the reasons why it pained him was, was because King David was supposed to apply a law. In Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 17, Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 17, the Bible said, And if a man shall take his sister, his father's daughter, and see her nakedness, he shall be cut off. So according to the law of the day, King David was supposed to kill his own son Amnon for raping his sister. How many of you understand it? But he didn't do it. He didn't do it. The Bible says he was only angry with him. And that was the end of the matter. But Absalom was angry that his father did not kill his own brother for sleeping with his sister. Now let me ask you a question. How many of you can kill your own son? of you can kill your own daughter? How many of you can kill your own child? So you see, in the church, sometimes something happens and then we say to ourselves, why didn't the pastor sack him? Sack him from the church. We expected the pastor to take a very drastic decision. But you see, a pastor is a gatherer. A pastor is a gatherer. A pastor wants to keep people around. So a pastor is just like God. He gives many people Different chances. One chance. Two chances. God is a God of second chance. How many of us in this church will continue to be members of this church if God wanted to judge us based on the thing that we are doing even though we call ourselves Christians? Eh? If God will judge us. So the Bible says that if God will judge us, no man can stand. How many of you know that you cannot stand? So God is a God of a second chance. He called Jonah. Jonah ran away, but he called him again and gave him a second chance. So sometimes, the pastor, he sees mistakes. He sees people's mistakes, but the pastor pastor is patient. He wants to give the person the opportunity. But we sit in the church and sometimes we get so much offended. We get so much offended. Absalom was offended. And became quiet. Hallelujah. Now, every time you get offended 
If you don't take time, you'll be cut off. There is a disease called sugar diabetes. How many of you have heard before? Diabetes. Sugar diabetes. Alright? How many of you know of sugar diabetes? They say somebody has diabetes. When you have diabetes, the sign that you weary a lot. You weary a lot. So if you are here and you have started weary a lot, go and check your blood sugar. And let me give you a little test that you can use. You can take your own urine and look at where ants are. Ants. Ants. Because ants like sugar. Okay, and then drop some of the urine there. After some time, if you see that the ants have congregated around the urine, alright, you are likely to have diabetes. Because diabetic people have a lot of sugar and they, they urinate it through there. They pass it through there. Through the urine. So their urine contains a lot of sugar and ants like sugar. Anything that has sugar, ants will be attracted to it. Now, when you have diabetes, one of the things that happens is that because the diabetes affects the blood vessels, when you get a cut, a little cut or a little wound, it does not heal well. So if you are here and you have diabetes and you hit your toe against this, and you injure your toe, take it very seriously. It is an emergency. Because if you drop with it, it will not heal. And that little injury that you got your toe, it will result in the doctors cutting off. How many of you have seen a diabetic patient that you have cut on the leg before? Yes. Because it doesn't heal. When you become hurt and offended in the church and you don't get healed, gradually you will be cut off. So you see people like that. They start coming to church. Sometimes you see people who used to sit in the front, now they are sitting at the back. Sometimes you see people who used to sit downside, now they go and sit at the balcony to the very back. Because they are hurt and offended. The Bible says that in the last days, many shall be offended and they shall betray one another. Hallelujah. May you be healed in the name of Jesus. Stage number three. Passivity. Passivity. What is the first stage of this loyalty? Independent spirit. Say independent spirit. Independent spirit. What is the second stage? Offense. What is the third stage? Passivity. Now, when we say somebody is passive, what does it mean? It means the person is withdrawn. Withdrawn. The person is withdrawn. Whenever some people get hurt in the church, the first thing that you see is that they become quiet. Quiet. You find a brother who doing prayer worship, who dance, he's a person who dances a lot. Now he's quiet. He's quiet. When we say, everybody clap your hands, he says, Let's give the Lord a shout. You are withdrawn. Do you know why? The offense, the hate. Now you have set yourself, you have set yourself, I don't want any trouble in the church. I don't want any trouble in the church. This church, when you say something small, they say you are Orango. They say you are Orango. I don't want to say. And the next statement, one, one person said, I have nothing to say anymore from now. In the civil service, they describe it withdrawal of service. The workers have withdrawn their service. You cannot withdraw your service in the church. Hello? You cannot withdraw. Look at Jeremiah chapter 48 and the same. The Bible says, Cursed is everyone who doeth the work of God deceitfully. And cursed is everyone that withholdeth his soul from blood. When God gives you something to do, God said it is a curse when you do it deceitfully. 
Because you are angry, you don't sing anymore. You don't come for quarrels anymore. You don't preach anymore. We don't see you anymore. You don't come around anymore. When we ask you, oh, why are you not come to church? Nothing. You used to sit in front. Now you are at the very back. You are at the very back. Because you are hurt. You are hurt. And because of that, you have decided not to do anything. Hello? Yeah. Even your offer, you say, now look, this church, me, a uh, church that they don't like me, so I used to give 50,000 every Sunday, now I'll be giving only uh, 1,000. You, 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 you have reduced your offerings. You have become passive. And that is a stage of this God. It happened to Absalom. Look at Absalom. Because he was hurt, because he was hurt, eh, he went quiet. Hallelujah. Remember the story of Absalom who went through this stage of passivity. Absalom had raped and disgraced Absalom's sister Tamar. Absalom was doubtlessly angry with his half-brother, but said nothing for two whole years. Two whole years. That is passivity. Doing nothing and saying nothing. I do not overlook silent and detached people who have nothing to say or nothing to contribute. Pastors, watch out. People who are very eager in the church, active in the church, helping, working, and then suddenly the person become quiet. There is a reason. When you ask us, oh, nothing. Nothing. Ah, why, why is your face like that? So that is how my face is. Your face is all like that. Your face is all like that. And, 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 and such people are dangerous. Watch this. If Abel had studied the face of Cain, he would not have died. Because the Bible says that God said to Cain, Why is thy countenance fallen? Why is it that your face has changed? Pastors, you must always be looking at the face of your people. You should look at the face of your people. When you see that their faces have changed, question them about it. Yeah. It's like our wives. When our wives are not happy with us, they change their face. When they ask, darling, what is the problem? Nothing. Oh. But your face is like, that is how my face Your face is not like that. If your face was like that, we have not married you. We wouldn't have married you. It's because your face was nice. That is why we even give a lot of offerings. And some of you, it's because of your face, that's why your husband is still giving good offerings and is demanding for change in the church. Did I tell you the story of the man who went to give offerings in the church and was demanding for a change? How many of you don't know that story? Let, let me give it to you again. Because Dr. Howard was two told us. A pastor was raising up money. And then he told all husbands, go and sit by your wife. So all the husbands went to sit by their wife. And then he told the husbands, give offerings according to the duty of your wife. So all the, the husbands started coming. Some are giving one million, some are giving five million, some are giving fifteen million, based on the duty. So one man came and then he gave two hundred. So the pastor said, ah, brother, come, 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 come. Why are you giving 200? Then the man said, oh, pastor, if you, if you see my wife, if you see my wife, you will give me a change. You give me a change. Hallelujah. Listen, Absalom was unhappy with his brother for two years, and for two years, he did not say anything. No, no, come with me to Come with me to 2 Samuel chapter 13. 2 Samuel chapter 13. 2 Samuel chapter 13. And verse 22. And Absalom, watch this. And Absalom spake unto his brother Amnon, neither good nor bad. Neither good nor bad. Every time 
Amnon saw Absalom. I said, Good morning, brother. I said, mm. How are you, brother? Uh, Absalom. Mm. Watch people that want you in the chair. How are you? Mm. Hey. Uh, the last time we didn't see you, Chawad into a. They have nothing to say. Their smile is gone. Why is your smile gone? I want to ask you a question. Why are you not smiling again? Why have you changed your face? Pastors, when you are preaching, watch the faces of the members. Okay? When you are pastor, you are preaching, they will say, and the Lord will bless you, and the Lord will bless you, and the Lord will help you. Well, God, no. Jesus said, feed my sheep. He didn't say, feed my giraffes. A pastor feeds sheep. He doesn't feed giraffes. He said that giraffes are very tall. So if you are feeling, I have to do my best. A pastor has been called to feed sheep, not giraffes. So pastors, when you are preaching, don't, don't be there. Look into the faces of the people. Yeah. And, and the faces of the people is a message. So that when you are preaching, somebody is criticizing you. Yeah. That is why I don't allow you to sleep when I am preaching. Do you know why? When you are preaching and people are sleeping, it's a message. They are saying, Pastor, conclude. We are tired. We are tired. We are tired. But you are tired. I have been standing here. I have been standing here preaching for like three hours. How can you be tired? The ministry is a battle. It's a war. Hallelujah. What the Paul say? Fight the good fight of faith. We must be spiritual soldiers. That therefore, my son, endure hardship as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, with good advice, make war. So the ministry is a war. We are in a battle of forces of darkness. Demons, witches, orangus, rebellious people who are fighting against what we are trying to build. If you like, joke around. If you like, joke, joke around. They will destroy everything for you. Can I have an amen? amen? Listen. And then, verse 28. Verse 28. After not talking of his brother for two years, he invited his brother to a party. If somebody has not spoken to you for two years and the person invites you to a party, don't go. How many of you will not go? Eh? No, listen, you are, you are still somebody in the community. He doesn't speak to you for two years. And then one day he brings an invitation, please come to my party, don't go. Don't go. But you see, I'm not even know that. Verse 28. Now Absalom had commanded his servant, saying, Mark ye now when Amnon's heart is merry with wine. And when I say unto you, Smite Amnon, then kill him. Fear not. Have not I commanded you? Be courageous and be valiant. Verse 29. And the servants of Absalom did unto Amnon as Absalom had commanded. Then all the king's sons arose, and every man got up, up upon his bull and fled. So after two years of being quiet, of being passive, he killed his own brother. So people leave church. They just leave. I will sing in the choir again. I will come to the church again. People take the church. From today, it's my church. I can't be part of battle again. Heads of offenses, passivity, independent spirit. Stage number four, critical. The critical spirit. Critical spirit. Critical spirit. Hallelujah. Critical spirit. Now watch. After people have been quiet in the church, they now have... You see, when you don't do anything in the church, it's very dangerous. Anybody who does not play any role in the church, you are in danger. Do you know why? Because you are not occupied... Uh, Satan finds work for idle hands. Satan, he finds work for idle hands. Hallelujah. Critical. Critical. Critical stage is when people sit in the church and they criticize everything. 
Hey, people can criticize you. People can even since I came and I've been preaching, some of you have been criticizing me. He preaches too long. All the other speakers they preach short. He preaches too long. He says, I've caught you. I've caught you. I've caught you. I've caught you. You have to ask the Lord to for, to forgive you for criticizing me. Yeah. Yeah? No, I know. You have been criticizing me. Put your two hands on your head and ask for mercy right now. Yeah. Put your hands and say, Lord, give him strength to preach longer. And to collapse in the church. Hey, people can criticize you. Eh? When he's preaching, why does he drink water? When he's preaching, why can't he say at one place, just moving up and down? When he's preaching, why does he point? Why does he call? Why was he talking to Pastor Edward? Why does he call Pastor Edward and Pastor uh, to ask them questions? What is that? Everything you are criticizing. You, uh, you criticize everything. The pastor drinks water, why is he drink water? He doesn't drink water, why doesn't he drink water? The pastor stands in one, why is he standing in one place? When he's preaching, he should just stand in one place, he should move. When he moves, why is he moving? So what should she do? What should she do? And it, it, it is because such people, they don't do anything in the church. When the choir sings, oh, these days, the choir, when they are singing, their movement, you see, they used to move like this. And then like why are they change it and now they do like this and they do like that? And they see every small thing. You know. They see every small thing. Criticizing nya 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 nya. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Criticizing. The form groups. And they'll be talking. They criticize the choir leader. They criticize the assistant pastor. They criticize the senior pastor. Hey! Everything. Everything. They'll criticize. Careful. Absalom. That's what he did. Absalom sat at his father's gate and criticized him. I know in Bible. And second Samuel chapter 15. And it came to pass after this that Absalom prepared him chariots and horses and fifty men to run before him. And Absalom rose up early and stood beside the, the way of the gate. And it was so, when a man had a controversy, came to the king for judgment. Then Absalom called unto him and said, Of what city art thou? And he said, Thy servant is of one of the tribes of Israel. And Absalom said unto him, See, Thy matters are good and right, but there is no man deputed of the king to hear thee. Keep it there. He sat at the gate of the king's palace. And when someone will you go and embrace the person and kiss the person. So, what is your, your case? So, uh, I come from Makeni. This is my issue, and listen. I said, look, your issue is very bad, but the, the old man is asleep. He doesn't care about you. He doesn't care. And he has not also selected anybody to go into your case. How can you talk to people about your father like that? The pastor, this is, he doesn't have time. Bishop always, he's going to Ghana, always going to Nigeria, always traveling. We don't know whether now he's a minister of state or he's a, a bishop. We don't know. We don't know. Always driving a new car, moving around. Did you see the shoe that the latter he brought? And then his new jacket. Hey, Bishop. Hey, our pastor. Have you seen the pastor's hair? Last week her hair was Brazilian hair. Today the hair is Korean hair. How did you know the difference between Brazilian and Korean hair? Seriously, criticizing. Hey! Man, why are we not doing this? Why are we doing this? Why, are we, why is he saying this? Everything! It is a very, very disloyal spirit. You are disloyal. You are a wrongful. You are a rebellious person. You are a rebellious person. 
And be careful. Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12. And Miriam and Aaron. Miriam was the sister of Moses. Aaron was the brother of Moses. And Miriam and Aaron spake against Moses. Because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. Moses had gone to marry an Ethiopian woman. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. Verse 2. And they said, Had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses, had he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. They were criticizing Moses for going to marry eh, an Ethiopian woman. If the pastor pastor had chosen a wife, okay, be happy about it. Why did he choose this sister? Why didn't he choose rather this sister? Do you know his voice? As a pastor, when you are choosing, you have to choose a sister who is very tall and very big and very fat. You are going to rather choose a very slim sister. Do you know his face? Do you know his face? Look, a pastor of a big church, the, the, the pastor that I told you that Bishop Dark went to preach in his church and then the church later on scattered. Do you know one of the reasons why that happened? His wife died. The pastor's wife died. And the man waited for about three years. About three years. About three years. And when the woman listen listen, when the woman was going to die because she was ill for a long time the woman called her husband, the pastor and other women and told them when I die, I want my husband to marry this lady who was a secretary in the office. She was a secretary in the office. So the wife who was dying called other people and the husband said, when I die, because you are young, not to marry again. When I die, I want you to marry. This, this sister will be a very good wife to you. So after waiting for two or three years, the pastor married that woman. When he married that woman, People stood up in the church. What do you mean? How can you marry this secretary in the church? Yeah, they started criticizing. And a lot of them just left the church. That is how come church members can be wicked. A man whose wife has died and he has spent a life of three years. Three years. You can't think about him. Do you know what it takes for a man to stay alone for three years? Even two months? Even one month? I've been away from my wife for almost one week. I'm missing, I'm missing you already. I'm missing you already. I'm missing you already. And the man has stayed for two, three years. They criticized him. They were very unhappy with the pastor that he has married someone that his dead wife had recommended. And that was the beginning of the trouble. That was the beginning of the trouble. So, Miriam. And Aaron, they criticized Moses and God called them. Go and read. I don't have time to read all the scripture. God called them. Because it is the Bible and the Lord heard it. Take note. All your criticism, God can heal. God can heal. I said, God can heal. As you are criticizing your pastor in your house, in your bedroom, God can hear. The Bible says that speak not against the king in the bed chamber. For a bed shall hear it and go and say it to him. Recently, some of our Bible students, they gathered. There were six of them. They gathered and blasted us. Blasted the lecturers, the authorities in the school. I changed. It was not easy. But a bird heard it and told us. So we called them. And we printed all the things that they said. We printed it. So we gave them one, two, three. I said, read. Read what you said. They were shocked. After four years of being in the Bible, we sacked them. We sacked them. They have been in the Bible school for four years. We sacked them. We said, we cannot make you pastors. We have shown gross disloyalty. Be careful. Go ahead and call Aaron and Mary. I can come for a meeting. Why were you not afraid to speak to my, my servant Moses? If he has married an Ethiopian woman, is he your servant? Who made you a judge over your pastor? Who made you a judge over your pastor? 
Your pastor is God's command. Leave your pastor alone for God to build him. Listen. Correction apples is able. I want to say it again. Correction apples is able. In other words, when somebody is about you, you are not allowed to correct a person. You don't have the spiritual and the moral right and authority to correct somebody who is above you. He can correct you. You cannot correct him. If your pastor is doing the wrong things, pray for him and leave him to God. He's a servant of God. God himself knows how to do things. And listen, any true man of God is afraid of God. Any true man of God is afraid of God. I pray all the time, say, Lord, help me. Help me. I tell the Holy Spirit, help me. If you don't help me, I'm useless. I'm useless. I'm useless. No man of God has any power. Any man of God who says, I'll pray for you to have a miracle. He's not speaking the truth. No man of God has any miracle power. No man of God has any power to help you. When we stand, the Holy Spirit helps us. After we have finished, it's over. Papa Hagan, a great man of God, was a prophet of God. He said one time, he went to the shopping mall with his wife. Shopping with his wife, happy. Then here comes somebody and says, Pastor, please, prophesy to me. He said, listen, right now, I am happily shopping with my wife. I only prophesy when the Spirit of God is upon me. The Spirit of God is not upon me now. It is the Spirit of shopping which is upon me. I can't prophesy to you. Listen, be careful. Stop saying things that you don't understand. Psalm 131. Look at Psalm 131. Hallelujah. My heart is not haughty, nor my eyes lofty. Neither do I exercise myself in great matters or in things too high for me. Don't exercise yourself in matters that are too high for you. You don't understand. Do you understand the ministry? Do you know what God has told the man of God? Do you know what he has told your pastor? Why you criticize your pastor? If the pastor has appointed uh, Reverend Edward as his assistant and Pastor Kobler as his assistant, that is the bishop's choice. Don't criticize him. He has chosen them. You don't know what they mean to him. You don't know their faithfulness. You don't know their commitment to him. You don't know how they love you. You don't know. Don't criticize him for his choice. But if you destroy our people, that's what they do. They criticize everything. May you not be a critical person in the name of Jesus. Number five. Political stage. Political stage. Stage number one, independence. Stage number two, offense. Stage number three, passivity. Stage number four, critical. Stage number five, political stage. What is political stage? Politics. What is politics? What is politics? Gathering people. Politics is about gathering people. So, such people in the church, when they move to the political stage, they now begin to gather people and they, and they share their so-called ideas and the things that they say is going on, the things that they, they think that is going wrong in the church, they now begin to move around and say, this is have you seen? Pastor doesn't care about that. What do you think? What do you think? Do you, do you remember? Bishop used to do fast all the time, but this is he travels all over the world. Don't know what, what you think. They now begin to move around. They now begin to Absalom. Well, Absalom was able to gather two hundred non people to stage a coup d'état against his father. And the Bible said they did that out of the simplicity of their mind. They didn't understand anything. Many of our church members don't know much about the word of God. They don't know much. About, about the pastor's work. They don't know much. And so some people are able to take advantage. And let me tell you something. Check members. Look at me. Do not involve yourself in other men's. The Bible says, and be not partaker, be not partaker of other men's sins. Be very careful. Be careful of people who come to you and try to involve you in a conspiracy against your pastor. Yes. Yes. 
Jason, Adiram, uh, Jason, Adiram, and Korah, there were three of them. Numbers chapter 16, they rebelled against Moses, and God opened the ground to swallow them. Hello? God will open the ground to swallow you if you play politics in the church. Ethnic politics. Don't play ethnic politics in the church. Don't say that in this church, all the leaders are close. We the, uh, whatever we call from, we the, we are not part of it. Don't say that. Don't play politics in the church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't join groups in the church against your pastor, against the leadership. Don't join groups. I said, don't do what? Don't join groups. That is politics. That is politics. And I said, people will come to the pastor and say, Pastor, can I say something to you? You know, in the church, everybody is saying, this is a statement that we make. We say, everybody is saying, a lot of people are saying, everyone is saying, that's what they begin to speak. Everyone is saying that now the choir is not singing well. Most people are saying, people are saying, and when, when we ask them, when we ask them, who are the people? Himself, his wife, and his dog. His dog. These are the people. These are the people. Now, let me show you how to do such people. Anytime somebody comes to talk to you about somebody else, if you are a lawyer person, I want to give you what you must do. Yeah. When you are sitting down and somebody comes to talk to you about the pastor, tell the person, I'm going to ask him. What you have said, I'm going to ask him. Do you know what you say? Have you seen? That is why I don't tell you my things. Really. Have you seen? That is why I don't like telling my things. This one, I told Sister Elizabeth, I told Pastor Peter, I told this one. They didn't say, You alone, when I told you, say you are going to ask, can't you keep your mouth? I won't keep my mouth shut. I will not. Go and report. Go and report. When people begin to say bad things in the church, go and report. Report it. Report it. You say, Pastor. Eh? Should I do that? I can give you a lot of examples in the Bible. First Corinthians chapter 1 verse 11. Paul said, it is reported of me from the household of Chloe that there is contention. There was confusion in the church and the household of Chloe went to report it to Paul. Amen. Second Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 1. Somebody was in the church sleeping with his father's wife and everybody was keeping shut. Somebody went to report. In the book of Acts, when they arrested Apostle Paul and put him, you know, in the in the in the Roman ship, forty Jewish people they swore that they will not eat nor drink until they have killed him. And Paul's nephew heard it, entered the ship, reported it, and then they took Paul into safety. If they have not reported it, who today will have written for us? Who today will have written Romans? And First Corinthians, and Second Corinthians, and Galatians, and Ephesians. Who have done that? Who have written Philippians and said and said to us, eh? those wonderful words. Be careful for nothing, but in everything with prayer and thanksgiving and supplication, let your request be made known unto God, and the peace of God that passeth all understanding will keep your heart. Who have said, who have told us rejoice, for I say unto you again, rejoice. Who have told us by God is able to supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. All these words that we say to ourselves to encourage ourselves and we say for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Who have told us this words if Paul had died? But they could have killed Paul if somebody had not gone to report. When you sit in the church and you hear bad things, go and report. And pastors, anytime something happens in the church, and you, you know that some people knew about it, but they didn't say, all the people who knew about it, what to do with them? They are all disloyal. They are all disloyal. They don't like you. That's why they covered up. That's why they covered up. Expose them. Can I have an amen? 
to expect such people. Amen. Number six. Deception. Deception. All disloyal people are deceived. You can never be greater than your pastor. Hello? You can never be greater than your pastor. If you're an associate pastor, get it into your head. You can never be greater than your pastor. And number seven, open rebellion. Open rebellion is when now the disloyalty is no more hidden. The person just comes out. So Absalom openly rebelled against his father and drove his father away. Satan openly rebelled against God and fought. The Bible says, and there was war in heaven. And state number eight, execution. Execution. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Execution. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. The end of all rebels is only one it's only one execution. Hello? I'm ending. I'm closing. These are my closing words. The end of all disloyalty is execution. Execution. Satan rebelled against God. He was cast down. Yes. Do you remember Joab? Who rebelled against King David? Eh? He was executed. Absalom. Who rebelled against his father? He was executed. Adonijah. Who rebelled against his father and made himself the king? He was executed. There was a guy called Ahithophel. Ahithophel was a right hand man of King David. During the rebellion of Absalom, he joined camp. He went to join Absalom. He hanged himself. There was a man called Shimei. When King David was running away, he took souls and threw them against the king and cursed the king. What happened to him? He was executed. Judas Iscariot, who betrayed Jesus Christ. What happened to him? He hung himself. The end of all the slaughter people is execution. Make sure that you don't get executed. Serve the Lord with a loyal heart. Serve the Lord with a faithful heart. Let's have a church of faithful people who are standing by our bishop, standing by our pastors, standing by our leaders to build a church so that God can make us one thousand times more. May the Lord bless all of you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord give you long days. May the Lord give you husbands and wives and children and lands. May God bless Bethel. May God fill Ceylon with Bethel everywhere. Fill the whole of West Africa. Fill the whole of Africa. Fill, fill, fill the whole of the world. May many of us say right to come past this. The bishops of Bethel. The leaders of Bethel. May God bless you. Stand your feet and lift up your hands and begin to pray. Look up your hands and begin to pray. Look up your hands and begin to pray. Look up your hands and begin to pray. Let up your hands and begin to pray. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we pray for your blessings upon better, for your blessings upon better, for your blessings upon better. Father, may the church expand, may the church expand, may the church expand in Sierra Leone, may the church go everywhere, may the church go everywhere, for your blessings upon the church, for your blessings upon the church. Remove this loyal people, remove this loyal people, remove this loyal people, remove this loyal people. Father, give them loyal people, loyal pastors, loyal workers, loyal lay people. Lord, we pray for loyal people, loyal people, loyal people, loyal people, loyal people.
loyal people, loyal people, let the spirit of loyalty be released, be released, be released upon battle. Let the spirit of loyalty be released upon battle, be released upon the process. May they become faithful, may the members be faithful, may the workers be faithful, may the workers be faithful, may the workers be faithful, assistants be faithful, assistants be faithful, breakfasters be faithful, release the spirit of loyalty. Release the spirit of loyalty in the name of Jesus. 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 We cast out. We rebuke right now. The spirit of disloyalty. We rebuke right now. The spirit of disloyalty. We command you out of this church. 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 In the name of Jesus. Bless Beto while I teach my soup. A thousand times more. Yes, Lord. Raise up a loyal, faithful generation of churches. Oh, yes. And church members. Amen. Pastors. Yes, Lord. Future bishops. Yes, Lord. A church that loves you. Yes. And loves your pastors yes. and your leaders. Yes, Lord. Send better everywhere. Yes. Thank you for your people. Yes. Lord bless them. Amen. Make them rich. Yes, Lord. Make them wealthy. Yes, Lord. Give them lands. Yes, Lord. Houses. Yes, Lord. Children. Yes. Lord. Husbands. Yes, Lord. Wives. Yes, Lord. Money. Yes, Lord. Send them everywhere. Yes. Release a new spirit yes. of loyalty Amen. and faithfulness yes. on the church. Yes, Jesus. Thank you for blessing. Yes, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. God bless you. I love you. Let's welcome the bishop. Come on, you can do better than that. have been blessed by this message. We invite you to worship with us at the Lighthouse Chapel International Light of the World Cathedral Collegon, opposite the Collegon Main Gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His presence service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. Be part of our midweek importation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, Please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.